Hello, Satnam. My name's Juliana Laval, director at Into the Mystic Yoga. Today, I thought it was good timing to share seven ways to align through transitions. We're in a season of transformation, of change um, on the individual level as well as the planet. I see life as a journey like tides that ebb and flow, serene waters that reflect nature's perfection, and stormy white caps that crash against the shore. Yoga is the ocean that doesn't mind what happens. It is the eye of the storm. The decision to honor oneself and be peaceful, finding stillness amidst the chaos. Life is one great transition. It's an illusion and a mental neuroses to always be waiting for your arrival to perfection. The perfect job, your soulmate, a house, or some external circumstance in the world or in your immediate life that will deliver your bliss, your happiness on a silver platter. If it were that easy, I suppose successful people wouldn't experience depression, anxiety, or addiction. Having a desire or intention to create your optimal living situation is healthy, but not at the expense of feeling discontent now. I believe we are born here to experience periodic challenges like the hero's journey in Joseph Campbell's mythology. These challenges are here for us as a gift so we can grow the muscle of our soul, this mysterious muscle of our soul. In this way, it will evolve and expand. This is a unique experience to each one of us. We can learn the rich wisdom from past sages, but ultimately they are pointing us towards a connection and deep intimacy with ourselves. The great yogic texts speak of this truth as an all-encompassing infinite energy that is sustaining all of creation, nature, the cosmos, the cycles and seasons are all intimately woven with this energetic field. The unified field is love, Albert Einstein. When we are struggling, our soul is asking for our attention. Number one, stop, pause, create a safe space for you and your sacred self to connect. Nature works best. Number two, breathe deeply. Nourish and expand every soft surface of your lungs as your diaphragm expands as wide as it can. Your breath is the same infinite life force that is sustaining the cosmos. 
how magical is that? Number three, release, let go of any notion that you are not enough right now. Set free the idea that your happiness is resting in another person, a bank account, or any external circumstance. Number four, place your hands on your heart. Feel your heart. Close your eyes and return home to the greatest love that is you. Recognize yourself as an infinite being, born with infinite value as babies are. Be soft, tender, and compassionate towards yourself as you allow your inner tides and rhythms to return to harmony with source, with creation. If there are emotions or tensions being held under, they now have the opportunity to surface for healing. Let go of resistance. Your tears, sweat, laughter, and ecstatic movement will shift you back into alignment with your best self. Number five, courage. This word means to live bravely from your heart. The root of the word courage is kur, which means heart. Look directly towards your greatest fear or obstacle and make a choice that you are worthy of living as your greatest potential. It is living in your DNA waiting to be nurtured into expression. Number six, surrender. Not to give up, but to give it over and trust in the divine timing of creation. We must balance action and intention with rest and resolve. Resolve that right now all is well and give yourself permission to feel love and contentment. Number seven, listen. The guru is in you. The greatest teachers will guide you to listen to yourself. Yoga is the embodiment of freedom, liberation, and this sacred space within you will gift you with intuitive guidance. Your intuition is present in every cell of your body. Honor its wisdom as it is connected to the infinite web of creation. It is a clear, quiet voice that feels like love and sounds like truth. Trust it. This intuitive realization is the king of sciences, the royal secret, the peerless purifier, the essence of your soul's purpose, your dharma. It is the direct perception of truth, the imperishable enlightenment. Quote from the Bhagavad Gita. Wishing everyone so much love and deep inner stillness and peace today. 
feel free to reach out to me via my website www.julianalavelle.com Namaste Hello and welcome to Into the Mystic podcast. Today I wanted to share an Ayurvedic perspective on the healing of the planet. And today, being Earth Day, um, wanted to just break down a little bit about what Ayurveda is for those of you that are super new to it. Um, it is yoga's sister science the lifestyle science and it is the wisdom or the knowledge of life so it can teach us ways that we can recalibrate toward balance in our actions in the way that we eat in the way that we um heal ourselves also in the way that we exercise and even into our personalities so in ayurveda is broken into three doshas so our constitution what we are made of is broken down into three elements um kapha pitta and vata kapha meaning earth Pitta meaning fire and vata meaning air or ether. So we are all comprised of all three of these doshas or elements. And some people have one dosha that is more dominant than the other. And most people actually. Um, some people are tridoshic, meaning that they are all three elements in bat in equal proportions um so for example um i am a pitta kapha with the vata as the least dominant so in order for me to seek balance depending on my environment i have to look at where my pitta gets out of balance and what can i do pitta is fire what can i do to tame that fire um, and I look at the seasons of fire or heat would be summertime, or if I'm in another country that is, um, hot, that would be a pitta predominant climate. I would really want to look at finding ways to cool my system by eating certain foods such as cucumber and watermelons, avoiding, um, super spicy foods or foods that are going to exacerbate my already fiery constitution. So we're, we're constantly looking at recalibrating in each moment towards balance. And that's what I believe that the planet is doing. Because we are um, microcosms of the whole. And Essentially, that's what I believe is is always happening. We're we're realigning, recalibrating, and seeking balance. And so, when I look from a very broad perspective at um, what is going on in the planet, we are in an age of Vata, 
in the age of technology and Yogi Bhajan talked a lot about this Aquarian age. Um, and so we are, we receive a lot of stimulation. Our nervous systems receive a lot of stimulation from all of the electromagnetic activity, um, all the internet waves, as well as all the, the travel that we do. Um, so travel by airplane, travel by car, these are all um, vata-inducing activities. So we want to look at balancing out an excess of vata in many of us. And vata also has to do with our nervous system. So we have too much vata, we're where we are more inclined and more susceptible to disease um, and stress-related illnesses because vata can wreak havoc on the nervous system. So what are things that we can do to um, bring an excess of vata um, back into harmony is to spend time in nature putting your bare feet on the earth. So we're grounding our electromagnetic field um, with that of the planet. And there's real science behind this. And, and speaking of our energy bodies as something very tangible and biological, in the same way that we get a fever, um, our energy body reacts in very physical ways. So spending time out of um, the city, spending time where you can get out of um, Wi-Fi service periodically, I think is super healthy. Making sure you put your phone on airplane mode at nighttime. And also taking supplements such as adaptogenic roots and herbs um, and mushrooms to help us adapt to the times that we are in instead of being in fear and running from it we also have to respect that the planet herself is seeking alignment and we have been in this culture of um, using the planet as a commodity you know using the planet to gain power, to gain um, money. And while I believe the earth doesn't mind if we take the odd tree to help build a home, um, things have gotten out of hand. We've lived in excess for the most part. And there's a lot of multinational corporations that... um, they tend to breach what is in a harmonious balance between humans and the planet. So I do believe that sometimes, um, you know, viruses or illnesses or things like that can be the earth recalibrating herself. And it's a this time, this slowing down time that we've had in quarantine, um... I hope that many have used this as a period of self-reflection to really consider what what is working and what is not working. 
So this is where I cue in um, Dharma and what what is our purpose and how can we be of service right now um, to the whole. And I truly believe that being of service to the collective, we um, the most powerful thing that we can do is to be first of service to ourselves and what if you bring forth what is within you it will save you I believe this is a Henry David Thoreau quote something like that Um, if you don't bring forth what is within you it will destroy you so bringing forth what is within you and being of service to what is currently needed right now and One thing about Dharma, I want to talk a little bit more about Dharma because it's super vital, um, is that your Dharma is subject to change with changing times. And sometimes we attach to an old Dharma. We attach to something that we learned or that we did in the past. that, That is what, well, you're attached to that as being your, your Dharma. Well, Um, your dharma will very likely shift. And so having some flexibility and heeding the call when your intuition starts to feel um, uh, sensations of restriction, um, if you feel tired a lot, if you feel lack of enthusiasm towards what you're doing, uh, that is your body your intuition is telling you that something is off something's not right when people start getting sick when you start getting sick or you know experiencing physical symptoms it's a wake-up call that something is off and something within our constitution needs to be recalibrated when we come back to to ayurveda how can we bring ourselves back into balance and so we go through these seasons and cycles of <clears throat> our constitution as well, where just like in the seasons, <clears throat> we need to slow down in the winter time and rest. The soil needs a period of rest before new seeds can grow. Um, sometimes we need to drop into that Cappadocia for a little while that season of rest and stillness so that we can receive we can um, slow down in order to have a fresh perspective moving forward and I do believe that spirit um, spirit comes in in a very soft and subtle energy and subtle voice that if we're always in action, if we're always in this um, sort of fiery and rajasic way and state of being, um, that it's not sustainable. And perhaps uh, the creator, the quantum energy field wants us to shift directions. So taking that step back like we're doing right now is super um, beautiful opportunity. So... According to Ayurveda, we want to um, 
continuously be checking in with the physical body and discerning what that means for our steps moving forward. And in terms of your dharma, it's super helpful to go back to um, when you were a child and think about the things that that you loved doing and starting to become curious about um, those things that light you up, that give you a twinkle in your eye where you feel like you're in your creative flow state. Um, and sometimes when we go to school when we're, when we're kids, that is not always encouraged. You know, our innate gifts are not always um, encouraged. So sometimes we have to work through some old deep wounds or patterns around, um, you know, whether we were suppressed or it wasn't socially acceptable to be your authentic self, you may have to look at some of your belief systems around that. And one thing that I picked up from a book, The Great Work of Your Life by Stephen Cope, um, it is a, um, a book inspired by the Bhagavad Gita, which is, um, you know, the, one of the most prime, vital books um, on Dharma that, that exists on your soul's purpose. And Stephen Cope talks about the level of doubt that even some of the greats experienced. Um, the great people that we aspire towards that were living in their Dharma. And um, so, for example, you can look at the life of, of Ram Das, who was another student of, of the Bhagavad Gita, who wrote another book. Um, I believe it's called Paths to God, which is a, another amazing book about Dharma. But Ram Das was a professor at Harvard and ended up um, being fired from Harvard because of his exploration with psychedelics. Um, but he essentially chose to to take this alternative route, leaving behind a secure um, job that was um, that was very. He had a great reputation and well loved. Um, because of his role at Harvard, well, he wasn't listening. <laughs> he wasn't heeding his dharma to stay in that job. His his dharma was to go to India and become a student of Maharaji, and um, and the work that unfolded from him from there was incredibly brilliant and. His intuition told him that Harvard was putting him in a box and he was outcasted by some of his um, close colleagues and friends at the time because of what he was choosing to do. So your dharma doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to get an applause. In fact, I think when we step into this um, powerful energy of dharma, it can be scary for some people because it's it represents innovation evolution and change and with change comes 
some discomfort and not everybody is is ready for that so sometimes when you step into your light when you step into those things um you know if you don't have the support of certain friends or family um it might be an opportunity to really look at <clears throat> either having really honest conversations with with uh you know a certain family member but if ultimately if they don't support you you know is that going to be chaining you to somebody that that you're not and are those friendships really worth carrying forward if they're not applauding you or supporting you so a lot can happen <laughs> during evolutionary periods on the planet because the planet is just a reflection of what's going on within the individual um and radical self-care is is needed right now the more that we can um you know take take the time for stillness take the time to connect with nature and deeply listen to those subtle whispers of where your your heart and your spirit are guiding you um and tuning into the compass that is your heart your heart is this incredible electromagnetic field of energy it's super powerful and i believe we can adapt we can adapt to to almost anything um when we are in coherence with the heart we can heal miraculously when we're in coherence with the heart um so radical kindness and with with kindness towards yourself can sometimes reflect in setting boundaries for yourself. Um you know the river, the great rivers require some structure, some some boundary in order for them to flow in between the mountains. If you are interested in Ayurveda and you want a deeper understanding of that, um I recommend looking up a dosha quiz on the internet. Just type in dosha quiz and you can discover what your unique constitution is and start to unravel um things that you can do, lifestyle, nutrition, etc. um that can help your physical body come back into calibration it can help you have a better understanding of the planet and then when it comes to your your soul's purpose i've created a 4-day course coming up may 4th to 7th called life path alignment and it is inspired by the work of the bhagavad gita by the story of the bhagavad gita and the teachings but it is in essence a very tangible and digestible program where we can grab a journal and a pen and do some serious self reflection and inner inventory what's working in our lives what's not working um there's lots of homework involved where <laughs> i get you to clean out your closets to clutter clear to purge to um you know look directly towards anything that might be blocking your alignment and 
We do this in the context of a group over Zoom. And it's 90 minutes a day that we spend on Zoom in the morning. And then you have the rest of the day to, you know, take some time to journal or do what you need to do. And we create clarity. By the end of the four days, we are looking at our our limiting beliefs. We're working on transforming any limiting beliefs or blocks, using that as rich and fertile soil for your growth and crafting yourself a vision for the future. Really rediscovering what you love and what sparks you, what excites you, what scares you. The Dharma is not necessarily always... um, you know, the easy road, but it is the road to your expansion and to your evolution, ultimately, um, to your, to your bliss and your happiness. So if you're interested in that, feel free to connect with me, julianalavelle.com and wishing everyone health and happiness and awakening during this time. Much love. Welcome to Into the Mystic Podcast. Today I'll be sharing with you a yoga nidra meditation with the intention of surrender. Find yourself in a comfortable space away from any distractions. Perhaps turning off the ringer of your cell phone. And committing to take this time just for you. Trusting that as you take the time to meditate and be still, you can re-emerge into your life with more clarity, the more grounded perspective, and moving from a place of love rather than fear. So laying down, closing the eyes, creating lots of space in your body, tilting the tailbone under, sliding the shoulder blades down, making any last adjustments so you're really comfortable Feeling the eyes soften, close. In our yoga nidra meditation today, we'll plant the seed of intention to deeply surrender into the present moment, to withdraw your senses inward, deeply inward. Yoga Nidra, we enter a state of consciousness between sleeping and wakefulness. In this area of our subconscious mind, we can plant seeds of intention. We can surrender and allow our innate intelligence to flow. So committing now to being still.
Let's begin with a deep inhale breath through the nose. Relax your jaw and exhale. And again, breathing in fully and deeply, feeling the belly rise up to the chest and letting it go. Becoming the observer of your breath without trying to control or change the breath. Simply witness your natural breathing pattern. Giving permission for every bone and muscle to soften and surrender towards the ground. Becoming the observer of the space around you, noticing the temperature of your skin, the temperature of your breath. If there's any sounds far off in the distance or really close to you. Affirming your intention for this practice today to deeply let go, deeply surrender, and surrendering not as in giving up, as in giving over, trusting that there is an intelligence flowing through you intelligence can be called prana life force chi energy as we soften and surrender it's like unkinking a hose and allowing the water to flow as we relax we allow the energy to flow The intelligence moving through your body is fueling the energy of the heart. And noticing as you breathe, the body becomes more relaxed and the heartbeat can adopt a natural rhythm. We'll begin our journey of this meditation at the heart center. Imagine a point of glowing light right at the heart center. Trusting that this pulsating point of light at the heart knows exactly what to do, it knows precisely when 
to beat. You can imagine this glowing light at the heart center pulsating with the same rhythm of your heartbeat. Gentle expansion and contraction. glowing pulsation of the heart, this light begins to expand now into the chest, filling the entire cavity of the chest, the breastbone, the upper back, the lungs. We'll begin to travel our awareness, bringing your full attention to each area of the body as I guide you through. That white light of the heart begins to flow now into the left shoulder. Down through the left arm to the elbow, the forearm, the left wrist. That glowing pulsating light in the palm of your left hand. the left thumb, the tip of the thumb, left pointer finger, middle finger, ring finger, pinky finger, traveling back through the palm, the wrist, that white glowing light from the heart traveling up, back through the elbow, the shoulder, and flowing up through the left side of your neck, the left ear, the left ear canal, the left hemisphere of the brain, the left eye, feeling everything deeply surrender to this flowing white light coming from the heart, the hair on the left side of your head, the hair follicles will travel back down through the neck, back into the abdomen, down to the left hip, noticing the organs inside the pelvic bowl, the organs of procreation and elimination. We'll flow that white light down into the left thigh, filling the thigh, the left knee, flowing down into the left calf, ankle, the sole of the left foot, left big toe, middle toe, 
ring toe and pinky toe. Pulsating with the heartbeat, this white light right in the feet. We'll travel back up through the ankle, the left side, back through the knee, the hip. Finding our way back into the pelvic bowl. We'll travel up to the belly button now and just notice as you breathe the rise and fall of the belly. Noticing the organs of digestion, the intestines, the liver, the kidneys, all helping you to become balanced and healthy. Filling everything with white light. Anything that feels uneasy and through the abdomen, the pelvic bowl. Surrendering now into soft, healing white light. Find your right hip in your mind's eye. Make your way down through the right side of the body, the right thigh, the right knee, right kneecap, down into the right calf, the shin, the right ankle, the sole of the right foot, the right big toe, the right middle toe, the right ring toe, and the right baby toe. Allow that energy to flow back slowly through the right ankle, through the right side of the body, front and back. Making our way back through the abdomen and up to the heart. Connecting back with your source, the heart. This abundant flow of energy. This place where you began your life. Right at the heartbeat. Again, trusting in the surrender to bring us into harmony. From the heart, we'll travel up through the right side of the head, the right ear, the right side of the face, the right eye socket can relax, the top of the right side of your head, the hair follicles, the right side of the brain, and now experience your body in its whole form, whole brain, whole vision, 
space in between your eyebrows, seeing through whole vision. Back down through the throat, whole chest, whole arms, both legs at once, in your entire body, in your mind's eye, feeling the sensation, deeply letting go. As I bring to mind the images coming next, just experience these images without judgment, without comment. Heaviness. Lightness. A fluffy cloud. Extreme heat in the desert, hot. Cold air in the northern winter. Sunset over a beach. Sunrise in the desert. Butterflies. A warm hug from someone you love. A belly laugh with your best friend. Receiving a message from someone you love. Deeply trusting now in your body's innate capacity to heal itself. Surrender now even more. Letting go of time. Letting go of what you look like. 
letting go of financial worries, deeply letting go. Feeling the energy of your body expand out, out into the sky, out into the stars, the energy of your body return now back to earth, back to your body, right back into the heart center. Your yoga nidra is now complete. I'm feeling some insights today surrounding this full moon. And one of them being about embracing our shadow aspect Um, It is a theme of Scorpio who masters the underworld and the underworld can be reflection of our subconscious, what's just underneath the surface from what we show um, on our day-to-day lives. So it's our inner world that is going through some big transformation, some, some unearthing and During a season or period of unearthing um, that we're in right now with um, not only the full moon in Scorpio, but as a collective, it's a very destructive, but in a necessary way. There's destruction in this age that we're in um, that's making way for a new paradigm. And the new paradigm is emerging simultaneously And I really feel that um, what we look at within ourselves, what we look at as our own darkness is what will essentially help to shift um, the vibration of the collective. Right now, there's a lot of seeking outward for answers, seeking outward for, um, you know, what should we do next? Um, That energy of, of a bit of confusion in the chaos and the medicine I'm feeling right now is is within the the madness. The medicine is in the mess. The antidote is in the poison. So we need to take a very um, relaxed and um, observational view of our own shadow on the individual level, continue to just check in with ourselves. Where does our shadow aspect live? Um, What are our deep-seated 
fears or some scars or patterns and not to go in and set up camp and dwell in those parts of ourselves but by shining a light of awareness on um, those parts of ourselves we start to have more compassion toward others who may be reacting out of fear reacting out of wounded places and really asking ourselves the question of um, how do I want to show up in the world? Do I want to show up as um, resistance to what's happening, resistance toward my brothers and sisters of humanity? Um, or do I want to show up as the vibrational being that I intend, um, that I that I wish for for myself? And... I think that there's ta- there's a time to to draw our sword and speak our truth, um, but we have to pick our battles. You know, um, it's kind of like with with children. Um, you want to be selective about um, when you're setting big boundaries with them and making sure that they also have their own inner sense of freedom and that we're encouraging them to trust themselves and so with the theme of the mess is in your message um, we want to have a lot of patience for ourselves and it's all about baby steps I think life is always happening happening at this incremental baby step um phase of what what is tangible what's my next um what is my next choice and are we making choices that are aligning with the life that we want to choose and thinking about what that lifestyle looks like and claiming it for yourself instead of feeling disempowered we can choose a life that is in harmony with with our heart, with our being, and um, allow the outdated ways of doing things, the outdated ways of of burning out and pushing and grinding hard. Um, and there's moments where that that energy of growth will be really strong that energy of inspiration will be really strong that energy of action and doing and there's beauty in that but honor when the season of rest comes honor when the season of introspection comes because that the potency of um shining the light on the dark is incredible it is fuel just like um, the compost is fuel for those new seeds that emerge through it, we will go through those same cycles within ourselves where we must surrender to the breakdown. There's beauty in the breakdown. And it's from that place where we can really surrender that the creator, the life force that's growing our acorns into oak trees and our fetuses into babies that energy is um 
is emerging through you, through whatever looks messy, through whatever looks dark, and witnessing it all as like rich and fertile soil for your growth. So having lots of tenderness and compassion toward ourselves through whatever changes we might be going through. And if you are in a place of inspiration and action, I encourage you and I see you and I applaud you on that path. Sending love.